think I'm ready. I mean, let's just do this. Hey. Right. Train wreck city, all aboard. Hi, kids. It's the Drive to School podcast, Summer School, and we are up and at them. Uh, I'm Pastor Goodman, the uh, content executive of Higher Things, and it's my boss. It's Erica Jacoby, the executive director. Boss, how you doing? Good. I feel a little bad about doing summer school for the kids. Did they know that they, we were going to send them to summer school? We're going to make it I'm, fun, though. I'm pretty used to summer school. I'm not going to lie. Learning's uh, fun. <laughs> Learning is, is fun. It, Keep doing plan. it. Okay. Stay in school. Because because we have to, because 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 they're making us. That's right. <laughs> okay. Yay. So either either I assume you're the teacher and I throw things at you during summer school, or I ask you questions and you teach me how to think gooder. Uh, we're still doing logical fallacies. We're 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 learning how to uh, think properly so that uh, not only we we ask good questions but we get good answers, right? Yeah, we're training the old think melon, the old brain. God gives <laughs> us our reason. <laughs> Right, um, I'm still like that term, the old think melon. You haven't heard yeah, that I'm one? That. No, but I'm I'm using it forever now. Um, all right, fix my think melon. Hey, I'm a giver. <laughs> yeah. So remember, God wants us to use our reason. He gives us our reason, um, and uh, so it's a good thing to to think about our thinking. So um, that's called metacognition for you kids out there. And I know, right? I'm just full of them today. Um. Thinking about your thinking is important. So that's what we're doing today. Um, right. So that we oh. think gooder. <laughs> we're not gonna, we're not teaching grammar clearly. We're just working with, yeah, we're just working with logical fallacies. So the one that we're doing today is kind of confusing. And you and I even had to like talk about this a little bit. So um, if you get a little confused, it's okay. We did too. So this is called the begging the question fallacy. Uh, and people get confused about it because you think that the fallacy is a question. Right. It's sort about of. tricking somebody into making them ask a question, right? Correct. Um, so it, you, it may be, it, 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 yeah, now I'm confused. We're doing our job. <laughs> We're confusing the kids out there. So, um, I'll give you an example of it. Um, so this is a fun one. Killing people is wrong. So the death penalty is wrong. So it doesn't matter, again, whether you agree or disagree with the statement. It's just, so what is the question I'm begging when I say that? Have I, have I made an argument that sort of makes a compelling point? You're, you're kind of assuming the answer in the statement. And, Correct. Um, and so it, it's not then trying to convince somebody. It's saying you're already right and then just sort of trying to double back on the fact that you're already right. Correct. Um, so and it's circular. Kind of thinking, think of it as circular. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Think of it as circular reasoning, mean, meaning like, you can't get off the 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 um, the merry-go-round. The your premise assumes the truth of the conclusion rather than supporting it. Right, and this is a tricky one because most of us do this just sort of inherently. Like we go yeah. through our lives assuming we're right about stuff because it's actually really hard to go through your life assuming you're wrong about stuff. Um, and, and so when we go through, I'm like, well, if I'm right, what supports the fact that I'm right? Um, and then we we end up begging the question instead of actually trying to consider whether or not we're right. Um, and it if we're right, I guess it it works. But if we're wrong, it sort of sets us up to fall real hard, right? Yeah. Right. I, let me give you one more because this is a good one too. Everyone wants the new iPhone because it's the hottest new gadget on the market. So you're already saying it. So everyone wants the new iPhone because everyone wants the new iPhone. That, that's what right. that means. Yeah, it's circular, right? And have I proven to you that everyone wants the new iPhone? That may no. be true. That maybe I mean, the majority maybe of people want, want an iPhone. iPhone but right? 
Correct. But I haven't supported my argument in any way, shape or form. I haven't given you data. I haven't explained. I haven't um, I haven't given you reasons the iPhone is better than other phones. And I've gotten into this debate myself, but we won't go there um, with my son, who is absolutely anti-Apple. Like, how can he be my child? Anyway, go yeah. ahead. Go I ahead. I guess Apple fell far from the tree. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, that was bad. Bad Real dad joke. That one, I'm kid. so impressed. <laughs> feel bad. So this one happens in the church though too and it actually sets people up to fall because we we actually want them to believe uh in the faith but yeah. if we teach them how to beg the question their way through it it's it's not going to end well. And so with this we sort of have well you know that God is real because the Bible says that God is real and the Bible says that you can trust the Bible because the Bible says that all scripture is breathed out. And the Bible's God. from God. So right. what right. we've said is I believe in the Bible because because I believe in the the, the Bible, God is real because the Bible says so. And I, you, you're, you're assuming the whole thing along the right. way. And we believe that the scripture is breathed out by God. We believe that it is his true and infallible word. And so we believe that God exists, but you're assuming the answer before you're ever asking anything, before you're making the statement. And so uh, instead of this, we actually have to backtrack it and say, well, is there any compelling evidence that God might be God? And, and so we go not to the scripture says it, but he was risen from the dead and people inside right, right. of and outside of the church attested to it, that, that it's right. not just in the Bible that, that the resurrection is purported, but you actually have outside evidence that, that purports to, to say that Jesus is, is risen from the dead. Um, and then going by this evidence saying that there was this man who was crucified and then people say he was raised and a bunch of them saw it. Then I'm willing to actually conceive of the scriptures as if they might be something to pay attention to. Yeah, and it's interesting too there. Um, I kept thinking about as you were talking, why, um, you know, you're talking about apologetics um, and apologetics are important. It means essentially the defense of the faith. And um, one of the big reasons we're training our old think melon, I used it again for you, is because we love our neighbor. Um, and we also don't wanna lose our own faith. So when we sort of make these unhelpful arguments um, they, they are kind of more of a stumbling block than helpful to those that we're trying to talk to about our faith. So if I say you God, you know, say to you, God is real because the Bible says so, and the Bible comes from God, um, that's going to... That that's anybody not going to, that's not going to help anybody believe, um, that's not going to, it's, it's, and clearly what you said is going to be quite a bit more helpful because, um, it uses your reason in a better way. We, we don't just believe God is real because the Bible says so and the Bible is from God. We believe it. Um, do we believe people rise from the dead in general? No, that doesn't happen. But one guy did, right? Right. And, While you were talking, I was thinking about eating macaroni and cheese. But also, <laughs> um, if, if mm, I'm hungry now, claim that Jesus did rise from the dead, then what the Bible says about him, I'm willing to take uh, in a, in a new light. So in other words, we're starting, uh, with no assumptions and then we're building upon that, which we learn instead of assuming, and then building on our assumptions, because when you build on assumptions, um, I think there's a saying that you can Google that I'm not going to say on this podcast, but it's going to set you up to, to fall with umption. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Look at you. 
used my think melon. Um, you sure did. That was really, really good. I like it. Okay. So I, I mean, to kind of conclude though, this is, yeah. this is one of the harder ones to sort of get your, your think melon around yeah. uh, begging the question, but it's also one of the ones you see almost the most and, and it can be one of the more destructive ones to not only uh, rational thought, but to how to have any real discussion with somebody you might not agree with. See, if you walk in just sort of assuming that they're wrong and not having any room for middle ground, any chance to learn, how are you going to learn? Like, like what if, what if you can grow, not only, even if you're right, what if you could grow an understanding of why you were right instead of just shouting somebody yeah. down? What if you were yeah. wrong, you could adjust right. your world. Yeah. And I think what we're saying here is we're encouraging you not to be a lazy thinker because it's not going to help your faith or your neighbor's faith. Um, which is why we're doing this because we're having a little fun at it too. But um, yeah. I thought we were doing this to hang out. Oh yeah, that too. Oh yeah, that too. On that note, <laughs> we out kids. We out. Thanks guys. <laughs>